This is Derek Green from Sepultura. You're listening to The Underground. This is Christian from Il Nino. This is Dino Cazares from The Fear Factory. Hey, this is Jerry Only. This is Jesse Leach from Kill Kitchen Gage. Hey, this is Richard Patrick from Filter. This is Sonny from The Bad P.O.D. This is Sully Erna from Godsmack. Welcome to the Underground, Australia's home of rap, metal, and alternative music. We have a very special edition of the Underground. It is Ned joined by Rob Damiani of Don Broco. Rob, how you going, man? Hey, yeah, good, man. Very good. That's good to hear. I was just saying a little bit off there. I'm very offended by your hat, but apart from that, <laughs> but you were telling me I'm a Lakers fan. No, I mean, I... I'm like definitely like a fake sports fan in the sense that I've got a load of like sick sports merch. Like my uh, my good friend recently started working for New Era, and he gets yeah. all these he gets all these like sick caps, tops, and he's like, dude, you this is just lying around the office. Do you do you want it? I'm like, fuck yeah, but I know nothing about the sport, so yeah. I mean, I've been I've walked past the Lakers stadium. That's the only connection I have really to the Lakers, and I like I like purple and yellow, so that's about it. <laughs> Yeah, because I was scrolling through your Instagram there, Rob, and I saw you wearing a Pistons hat, man. It might have been from a little while ago, and I got excited. I'm like a fellow Pistons fan. Oh, man, what? I wish. I wish I, I wish I was that we could talk about it. But yeah, that's the, the blessing and the curse of having a friend at New Era is, you know, he sorts you out with a load of, like, free, you know, free cool stuff. And a lot of people react to it, like, really well. And it gets to a point where it sometimes gets embarrassing where you're like, shit, man, like, what do I say? So, I mean, the best almost like experience I had was um, luckily no one grilled me too hard because you're kind of what I was, you know, walking through San Francisco wearing this like insane. It was like a gold and like shiny gold 49ers like bomber jacket. Yeah, it was insane. And like I wore it all the time and it was in San Francisco. I was like, I've got to wear it here. And I don't, it wasn't, you know, it was like a new era collaboration. So it wasn't like a usual piece of merch that they actually had out there. Oh. But you could only get it in the UK. So I was walking through the city and people were just looking at me like thumbs up, high five, like random guys just high fiving me in the street. Like, yeah, man, I get it. And I'm just, I'm just walking through, striking through like, yeah, just please no one ask me <laughs> about it. <laughs> and I'll, yeah, just, uh, I'll just rock it. <laughs> They're thinking you're a diehard sports fan. Totally, there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, man, I was going to change things up to Australia. It's been a minute since you've been out here, like 2017, I think it was. What What are your sort of thoughts and take of Down Under, Rob? I mean, the first time we came out, we, we just loved it. We had the best time. You know, we got to spend a few days afterwards in Sydney. So it was only really Sydney we got to really, like, you know, kind of dive into. And we had a few days early in Brisbane again, which we loved. Maybe we've got this like warped view because yeah. we came out in Christmas time. It was like just before Christmas. Yeah. You know, it was December. We came from like rainy UK. The weather was beautiful. We were just hitting the beaches, going for walks, climbing the mountains. Like it was insane. We were we all came off the back of that, like trying to convince our families and friends to move out to Australia and 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 settle there with you guys because we were like we can see why so well, we've had a few friends who moved out as well. And you know, I can see why so many Brits love love being there. It's just it's it's insane. The culture's great. You guys know how to get have a good time. You know, to relax 
Food's amazing. You know, we we had the best time ever. So yeah, we're very excited to get back. And it's you know, it's with the pandemic and everything else, it's just getting the plans in order is, is just taking so long. But we're finally coming back, and we're stoked. Oh, and we're stoked to have you back out here. Cannot wait for it, Rob. I was going to say just really quickly on that. Did you sort of grow up on any of our Australian stuff? Because often when I interview guys from the UK, that they, they talk about neighbours and they talk about you know the cricket battles or anything like that. I know you're not a huge sports guy but did that affect you I mean, in a way yeah i mean na- neighbors and home and away were like the big ones that you know they were just like staple tv watching as as kids grow i mean like and kylie and jason as well like they were like you know they were like the pop stars of my formative years yeah they they were probably like our first impressions of oh wow it's this cool country all these cool people who talk slightly different to us <laughs> oh there you go man well let's change things up onto the music side of things man i wanted to ask you the fingernails video like you've got dinosaurs in there spacemen elephants what's going on man can you explain it to me yeah we it was one of those videos where we were like what can we do because we're all away in different parts of the of the country we'd, we'd actually been we'd, we'd finished finished our tour, finished like our album release shows. We've done a heavy and a very extended album release because there've been so many like delays and vinyl issues. And it it just, in the UK at least, it really longed it out. The plus side to that was we got our first number one record. And it's it's hard to know if it hadn't been extended by all those months and given more people time to actually, you know, listen and digest the record. Who knows, they might not have bought it as much because they, you know, when you know and you you really like like something you then prepare to sort of put your your money where your mouth is so it, it worked out great but it was a very exhausting process we were like fuck it let's go on holiday so we all kind of did our different things for a bit and then realized we wanted to basically announce our, our last tour that we uh, we came off the back of would have been like two weeks ago now in the uk with a new song and so we had this song we were like well we're not all around we're not going to be able to pull off a video in time and we've had this concept for ages about this little dino character, we call him Baby Dino, because we just, I think at the time, I just been watching a lot of Mandalorian and then Baby Yoda was really cute. So I, was, I wanted a little a little a dinosaur friend. It was a T-Rex that wasn't fully grown and I couldn't think of a name. So we just called him Baby Dino. But we'd already, wa- we'd always wanted in this kind of loose science fiction world structure of the album for him to grow up and turn into like a badass T-Rex. And it was something that's like quite hard to do in an actual video that we're in because the CGI evolved. You know, we don't have the budgets to make it look realistic. Uh, So we were like, okay, well, this would actually work better if we're not in the video anyway, and we can just construct this world. I think as well, we had, we already had the poster ready, which was me riding this evolved, you know, T-Rex fighting off a load of enemy raptors, you know, shooting lasers off off the back of a T-Rex, which is, you know, just, I guess one of my childhood fantasies, just that's the best thing about being in a band when you're doing post-rock work, you can just like pay someone to, to make something completely ridiculous and call it poster art. So we already had that. So we kind of almost like scripted the video to make sense and tie in with the poster. And the song's all about conflict and, and kind of, I guess, you know, that, that sort of rage within it, just the world. So it kind of made sense that within the video, you could have this battle between raptors and robots and then screw it, let's get this dino, you know, turning into a, to a massive T-Rex and then eating a load of robots. Like, why not? 
yeah. and that's what I love about Don Broker, Rob. Is you got like just the artwork and everything that surrounds you guys is phenomenal, really. I love it. And you were sort of talking about you can sort of bring your childhood out a bit. I was actually going to ask you a little bit later on, but may as well now. What sort of cartoons and stuff did you grow up on? Have they sort of followed you through to like now? Yeah, I mean, I'm you know like I just consume so much. I guess like you know TV as a kid and was super into like you know the He-Man, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know Transformers obviously like those early ones you know I guess Power Rangers were like my first love actually probably Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was my first thing I remember like as a kid there was this competition on this on our on like BBC Kids where you got to draw in you drew your like favorite cartoon and the best cartoons you know you sent sent a picture in they read it out they you know give you a shout out and they play the play the cartoon afterwards and i was so bad at drawing i tricked my friend at the time to like do you mind drawing me uh a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon like just like Michelangelo with some pizza and he was like yeah sure this was when I was like five years old and but he was sick and yeah. I didn't tell him what for I probably I felt bad about this at the time got him to draw it took it home signed my name at the bottom sent it into the cartoon and then they read it out on TV wow. it was like Robert just drew this amazing amazing <laughs> picture of the Ninja Turtles this episode's for him I think it was the first lie I ever told what a fantastic <laughs> <laughs> But then, yeah, Power Rangers is remember. I remember as well. Like, I love Power Rangers so much. I was super, like, me and my brothers were like fighting and super naughty, and it was like the final straw. I never thought my dad would actually follow up on this threat. <laughs> he took away the TV for like oh, a wow. In my mind, it was a whole year. He was like, no, it was like a few months. But in my in my in my mind, it was a whole year. He took away the TV. The only TV we had in the house was this black and white TV in one of his sheds in the garden. And every Saturday morning, I'd like get up and go down to the shed in like freezing cold in my dressing gown and watch Power Rangers in black and white. So I didn't even know which color Ranger was, was fighting. And that was the only show I watched for like in my mind for like an entire year. So eventually. When he brought back the, he brought back the TV for like Christmas as well. It was like it's happy Christmas, and we were stoked because it was like this is the best present ever for him. It was like he got away without getting us any presents, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, then finally got Power Rangers back, got to enjoy that again. So yeah, they were my favorite programs. And then I think you know a few years on from that, probably Batman the Animated Series and X Men and Spider Man. Like they were like X Men. I think was probably my favorite ever cartoon. Like that wow. animated series was so dope. Yeah, all those things are definitely feeding in to the creative especially this album where we went through down we just wanted to commit to like a fantastical with the album called amazing things we just kind of played on all like the, the sci-fi stuff that we grew up loving and then drew upon that so it was really fun doing it absolutely love it and love that i asked that question i'm a huge teenage Mutant ninja turtles fan myself like got my uh, michelangelo back there and it's yeah, just, oh you know, they, yeah yeah Sick. very much very much cut from the same cloth i love yeah. it also the bruce willis track rob i have to ask about this big bruce willis fan yeah huge like you know i think he's 
he just yeah he's like you know forever gonna be one of the top you know action movie stars ever and just his brand of like don't give a fuck just badassness there was like something different to the Schwarzeneggers and the Stallones and yeah. just like almost like the everyman action hero who wasn't a complete muscle bound like Hulk which obviously I love too and there's a place for that but like he brought his own just like attitude to it so like a lot you know the video the song but especially the video is a, a massive just homage to, to how great he is and all the incredible memories you have just like watching like you know those classic films I love it and gotta ask and you've probably been asked a thousand times but is Die Hard a Christmas movie I, yeah, I'm, I'm putting it down as a Christmas movie. What Like, it gives you that Christmassy feeling. It makes you feel good when it's on at Christmas time. Like, why not? Like, I don't think you have to necessarily have overt Christmas stuff in a Christmas movie. I think that, I think you can get away with that for sure. Yeah, it's based around that time and, you know, yeah. you feel good, as you say. And I, I, yeah. I, I agree with you, man. It's like Schwarzenegger and Dolph Lundgren and all those guys, the big Rip Jack guys. And he was like your everyday hero. I, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm not going to keep you too long because I know you are super busy, but what's the what's up next for you guys? When will we hear a follow-up album? I mean, we're trying to, we're, we're like constantly trying to, you know, work on m- music every time we got a bit of downtime, you know, we'll chuck ideas around, we'll get together. You know, the reality is we are terrible at writing on tour. Like we did it, we did it for the first time last cycle, and it just ruins tour. Like it's like you know, you're like you've got like a few hours in the in the day here and there to like grab some food, check out the city you're in, prepare for the show. Yeah, we kind of forced ourselves to do it like one tour, and I don't know about the rest of the guys, but for me, it was like a tour ruiner. It was like I can't be in the moment and present and enjoying playing the shows because you're constantly thinking about when can I steal like an hour away to get back in the bus and, and and work on stuff so we're kind of like trying to carve out a bit of time this summer we're hoping uh you know we we after we hit australia we're going to states for a bit then we're back for a couple months in the uk when yeah we get like a few festivals but like enough time to hopefully you know get some ideas going and then we're back back again touring the rest of the year so i'm like thinking we'll get some ideas going this year maybe some new music i'd love to say we'll have like a track ready but then definitely like definitely we're going to be recording something probably start next year i'd like yeah, to say I appreciate the honesty and i'd be the same on the road it's time to take in the sights and and that sort of thing and rob like you guys are just so successful i was reading some of your stuff here like you know uh, over the last year just phenomenal with all your number one hits and all that i wanted to know what defines success to you definitely not having a number one hit <laughs> um, because <laughs> i mean i definitely think that was something that kind of defined success you know when we were working for that but and we all kind of knew this at the time the amount of energy that we expended chasing that that number one trophy which is you know which is great and like you know i i you know that's on the mantelpiece you know every time i i see it i do think wow wasn't that great that we succeeded that but i look at that and it's like that was a lot of hard work and energy expended in actually something that is quite it kind of left quite soon like for me the success is without doubt going to the shows playing shows where you've got people singing your songs back like that for me is like that's everything you know when you're in the studio grinding away on the songs and you 
you know, putting those hours in and, you know, remembering how, like not all the, no, you know, songs don't always come easy. Sometimes it can be frustrating. Sometimes it'll be like, you know, knocking your head against the wall, having to not get too emotionally caught up in it because you're like, you want it to work so bad, but for some reason something isn't clicking and handling those expectations. And then finally, when you get that song ready and you give it to the world and they digest it and they love it, but it's still, that's a not, not enough for me. It's being at the shows, having people just going nuts in a mosh pit, you know, singing the words back, just tearing each other apart. <laughs> the, you know, seeing that physical reaction and, and then meeting people at the shows and like, you know, letting, when, when you hear about how much music means to people, for me, that's always the, the pinnacle of the, the success of each record. So being on the road for us is the most important thing to, to get that validation, I guess, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. I Like a lot of people would be like, yeah, the number one hits and all that. I love it, interacting with the fans more so. Also for you, man, living your best life there, defining success. If I were you, I'd be like, having a friend at New Era is also pretty damn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, that, 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 that's, a cool, that's a cool thing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hats off to you, man. But right before I let you go, I wanted to know, man, if you weren't in Don Broco, what, what do you think you'd be doing as a career? That is a really good question. I have no idea. I'll be honest. Like it's kind of everything. It's you know I've always you know I've never done anything else as a job. Like you know apart from a few you know part-time jobs working at call centres. I was a support teacher for a while because I thought that would be a good idea. Yeah, when we first started, I thought if I if I helped teach a school, I could be a support teacher. Yeah. Because I'm quite patient. I'm quite patient. I used to help my brothers and stuff with the homework and things like that. And one of the things I do have is patience on my side I don't like blow up on people and it was a great job because you know you finished at like three o'clock because you weren't a proper teacher and it meant you could drive more or less anywhere like if we had a show say up in Newcastle which is you know like a five six hour drive from us you could still kind of make the show you'd miss sound check but you'd get there in time but like doing that for like half a year wherever I was like exhausted like you know yeah. that was something I think maybe early on people said oh you know you could be it was maybe something my mum said like you could be a teacher you'd be good at that but man they work so hard it's like you're exhausted at the end of the day the amount you're on literally the whole time so that's the only experience really of a job outside being a musician that I've had and man I don't think I've, I've cut out for that it's like it's it's tiring yeah I was gonna say thank god that you're not a teacher because you're out yeah. here ripping it up which is fantastic <laughs> and you can catch Don Broco live Thursday May 4th in Melbourne at 170 Russell Saturday May 6th at the Metro in Sydney and May 7th the Triffid in Brisbane thank you so much for taking time out Rob I really appreciate it no worries man thanks so much for having me I'll see cool. you soon this has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network greywolfentertainment.net